Hi everyone, welcome back to Eclectic Soul Podcast. That's Jen. Hello. <laughs> no, Jen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just got done listening to A Court of Frost and Starlight. Yes. And I'm, I'm quite sad. Oh, why are you sad? Because there's not going to be no more really good, like, monologues of Reese and... I know. I know. I mean, it, 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 you know, ended on a high note, but mm -hmm. <sighs> them two are really, they're a really good match. They are. So, yeah. I mean, that's the type of love you want in real life. It is. So, yeah. yeah. And you don't really get to see it a lot. No. Not even in fiction. No. Any kind of fiction. No. Whether it's TV, movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really see that, no. much, that much. I want someone who can give me the cosmos. Stars. Mm. Yeah. So, but. Anubis, you listening? <laughs> so. But. but there's no outline today. No. Usually I make an outline, but because this book isn't really a, a, an actual book, or novel, I should say, it's a novella. It's a celebration of mm -hmm. winter solstice, which Jen and I actually celebrate. Yes, we do. So. Yes. <sighs> we and I kind of wish it, it, it was out so that we could have done it around that time because it would have been yeah. really great. It would have been nice to enjoy. But we listened to the graphic audio versions. Yes. And it wasn't ready. So no, we it was listen not. To it. I was not. But it did come out after St. Bridget's Day and after yep. Goddess Bridget's Day. So mm -hmm. that's okay. Yay! And we're almost done with the series. Yay! So no. far, boo! Well, at least what's what's you know going what what's with the series so far? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to handle this next book, like you said. Well, we'll handle it. No, I'm a shy person, and I'm not. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, but but you've read the book at least once Just prior once. to me, mm -hmm. so. But it's okay. <clears throat> I mean, I almost choked on my dinner tonight. <laughs> oh, you know those those sex scenes. Oh, are, those sex scenes. But they're so, so romantic. Recent favorite sex scenes are so oh. romantic. Oh yeah, right. Fuck me. Uh huh. But you know what I mean. <laughs> it's still romantic, like the way that it's described it and the way is. that it is. It's, it's very... more on the romantic side. Yes, it is. It is. That's I want that in my life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know. But anyway, so what did you think of the book? Since I'd already read it before. I thought it was interesting. It was good. Um, I think it was more just, uh, like a, kind of like, uh, coming to the ending of the first year of, from the moment that Freya stepped into their world. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the crap that she's been in since then, and good stuff that's happened to her, you know, with Reese and having the inner circle that she's with, and, um, but, you know, then the passing of the serial, the passing of her dad, um, her sister's, um, being taken and forced, um, into the cauldron, you know, um, this, this book should have been a book of healing mm -hmm. in a sense, um, 
I think it's the beginning um, for Nesta. Mm -hmm. But I think it was showing the healing for the other sister. Elaine. Elaine. Yeah, mm -hmm. I keep always wanting to, I, I can't just like, and I know someone with the name Elaine, you think I would freaking <laughs> remember that, but it's like, yeah, no. But, um, yeah, it's, she's really come out of yeah. her shell. Mm -hmm. And, um, just, it, it was like summarizing all the stuff that they have been through. And, you know, the winter solstice was a time to be grateful and to be thankful mm -hmm. of what they have. Um, and it's Freya's birthday, and it was her 21st birthday. I think the series does show um, dealing with trauma a lot and, mm -hmm. and the healing process. Mm -hmm. Because there's all pretty much all the characters have some sort of a healing. Yes. But especially they focus a lot on the sisters and their different you know, ways that they heal and the stages in which they right. heal and um, keeping busy. Right. Doing something that you love. Right. Finding who you are as a person and, and showing that and continuing that, I think is something that is shown throughout yes. the series. It is. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. But this one really touched my heart mm -hmm. because it, Reese pops out, you know, holding this big cake yeah, oh yeah that yeah. elaine put together right and it's it's a it shows the, the dresser or the drawers it's that, uh... it's three tiers uh -huh. and it's but the dresser it was nesta i thought and then elaine and then because it went from the oldest to the youngest i think pharaoh was on the bottom because she was the foundation or something right yeah but the cake that's what yeah, i liked cake. about it yeah the cake it was the reverse of the dresser right right and when when elaine said you are the bottom because you are the foundation you know because she i think she even referenced the fact that it's opposite of what yeah the dresser was because you are the foundation if it wasn't for you i wanted to cry because to me that is more of a thank you mm -hmm. than anything, mm -hmm. you know, because they always through some shit. I'm an emotional person. I'm very emotional. <laughs> I have no problem sharing my emotions, whether I'm angry or I'm going to cry. And But if I'm angry and I'm crying, you better run because I will rip you a new ass <laughs> <laughs> because that is me holding back wanting to go I, yeah but you know um yeah I just that just touched me because even though Nesta wasn't there to offer anything any words of sentiment or anything like that the middle sister that wasn't speaking didn't want to do anything killed the man who killed her father and um to say you know you're the foundation of our family mm -hmm. you know if it wasn't for you you know we really wouldn't be here mm -hmm. so that that was very very thoughtful and very loving and very kind and just very touching mm -hmm. so and and this book really is um 
it focuses on so many of the characters. Just, yes. Even if it's just small little moments, um, it just kind of shows you important emotional moments in each of their lives. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you get... Obviously, you have Feyre and Reese, which, you know, they go back and forth between their points of view. Right. But, you know, we get a little of Cassian. Yes. Um, we get a little of Asriel. We get a little mm-hmm. of Moore's, uh stories and stuff in there. Yes. Um, you, you have a little bit of Elaine in there. You have, you have some, a little bit of Nesta in there. Yeah. Um, Lucian is in there. So yes. there's just like these small, just little glimpses right. of, of things, showing people how they're healing in different ways. Right. And some, some of them aren't really healing. I mean, right. even Tamlin, you, you, you get, yeah. even though, you know, he's not our favorite person. Because we know who the fuck Twat is. His yes, name is Tamlin. And he could cry all his tears he wants to because it's his party. <laughs> party of one. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, I mean, pretty much everybody is in a state of yes. some sort of healing. And it, obviously, they're all in different spectrums. But yeah, I mean, I would say Tamlin's probably like Tamlin's you know, really he's at the bottom. rock bottom. Yeah, but you know, and and then the fact that Lucian made the comment, you know, you don't kick a man when he's down. Well, you don't kick a man or a woman when he's down. I mean, you were there. You saw what he put Freya through. Mm-hmm. How how can you not justify how Reese could feel or Freya could feel? After everything he's done to her, I mean, you were there. You witnessed it. Yeah, maybe she shouldn't have gone as far as she did, but she was hurt. She was mistreated. She was placed on display. She was trapped in a home. She was used to become the curse breaker. There was no real love there in the beginning. It, mm. He made her mm. fall in love with him. Yes. And that's what a narcissist does. Yes. Psychologically honestly, speaking, that's what a narcissist mm-hmm. does. And I, I'm sorry, but if you don't want to be kicked when you're down, then don't be a douche. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fuck twat. Don't be an asshole. Treat people more kindly than when you don't. You get more back from them. Mm-hmm. You get res- honest, honest respect. Mm-hmm. Not respect from being scared into being respected. But you get honest respect. And with that honesty and that respect also comes loyalty. When you scare someone into respecting you, you cower them into respecting you, there's no loyalty there. There's loathness there. There is people who don't like you. They only do it because if they don't do it, they're going to get beat. If they don't do it, their pay is going to get docked. If they don't do it, they're going. something's going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And... That's basically, you know, after Freya opened up her mouth and said, okay, what about your friend? Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the warriors or whatever, the troops that protected that area realized that that's what he was doing and they walked away. What do you expect? I mean, obviously, what we're talking about is a very controversial topic when it comes to Tamlin. 
Yes, it is. I'm just throwing that out there because I don't want anyone to think that we don't understand that there are other opinions in these Yes, others. there is. But, be but between the two of us, we have a shared opinion that the whole first book is, is you know, he's a narcissist, like you said. Yes. And whether, whether he loves favor or not, we don't really necessarily believe that. I mean, I think he thinks he does. But, again, I think it was all love bombing in the beginning. He had a goal that he was trying to fulfill. Lots, and everything lots that of he was, yeah, every, yeah, I mean, he was, he was love bombing her, basically, not because he was in love with her, but because he needed to get to a specific end. And, and the end was to have the curse broken, and that's right. what it was. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't develop, you know, any kind of feelings, like, that he didn't care at all about her. Obviously, I think he did to some degree. I mean, he did, yeah. he did take care of her family. I mean, yeah. he did do things. Yes. But again, I mean, a lot of that, too, is, you know, he had a, a, a an end game that he had to do. Um, so, well, you could argue that point, but, I see how I'm forgetting what I'm, I'm just like, this I, is I, my I, train of thought. I know, but, I know, um, I know, I know. But, um, it's, it's just, it, it's hard to it's hard for us to you know completely defend him because we've taken psychology <laughs> we and i've been through this i personally i can't speak for jen that's up for jen to speak for herself but i personally have been in this situation i have been in a relationship married to a man who gaslighted me who was a narcissist who treat, mistreated me, made me feel, uh, took a very strong, independent person. I made more money than he did a month. I made four to five grand a month. I was very good at my job. This man belittled me, stripped me of who I was by certain gaslighted words, certain keywords. Red flags I chose to ignore because I wanted to help him. I thought I was in love with him. I was in love with the fact of helping him. I now know that I could have helped him without marrying him. And I will never make that mistake again. That's why I say this is who Tamlin is. Because I see it. And yes, the first book was written very beautifully. Yes, it was a fairy tale. And that's exactly what it was. It yes. was a fairy tale. It was meant to be loving. It was meant to be beautiful. It was meant to give you the feel goods. But I also was seeing red flags. Mm -hmm. And it's just that, you know... In the beginning, I was like, "Aw," and then as time has gone by, and I'm going, "What?" But that's what fairy tales are. <laughs> yeah, fairy tales. Fairy tales are full of red flags. They're, right, they're meant to be. They were they were originally morality stories to teach people things. Right, and they don't fit in today's society. You know, the things no. that happen in fairy tales, you would never do in real life anyway. No, no you wouldn't. So you should be seeing red flags. Now, yes. obviously, we ignore them because it's a fairy tale, and we go, "Ah, oh, it's a fairy tale. Sweet, cute, whatever." Yeah, but. You know, if it's actually happening in reality, people are not going to be okay with something like that. No, it's not. No, right. no, they wouldn't, you know. Right. And even if you defend Tamlin and you're like, okay, whatever happened with Feyre, you know, he had his own issues, whatever. Throw that all aside. The fact that he betrayed Reese 
and the whole family situation to me alone is just enough. Like you don't even have to throw favorite into the mix. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that's worse. Yeah, it is. If they're if you if you're supposed to be, I mean. You shouldn't do that to anybody. It, but the fact that they were friends. Friends. And you take the information that your friend has said to you. Oh, by the way, my mom and sister are going to meet me at this place. Mm -hmm. And this is the route they're going to take to come see me. I can't wait. And then you go home and you tell your father and you tell your older brothers. And then they go off and you go with them. And they kill his mother and his sister, mm -hmm. they decapitate them, take their heads, send them in boxes mm -hmm. to their court, and then cut their wings off. Yeah. I'm sorry, you did what to your best friends or your close friends, family members, and you don't have a problem with him? That right there would say, bitch, you're not my friend no more. I don't care mm -hmm. if you live or die. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like, ah, oh, no. So, I mean, that alone to me, that's enough. Like, yeah. I don't care about the debate with Feyre. You could debate that all you want. Yeah. That's just supporting evidence to yeah. it, you know. I mean, yeah, you could say, oh, you know, it's his family. But first of all, we know that Tamlin did not get along with his family. No. He did so not why like did his family. he do this? And you would think that if he was being pressured into it, you would think that he would have asked assistance from someone. He would have told Reese or somebody that this was going on. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just a lot of a variety of different ways that this could have been dealt with. Like, so like that's just an excuse. Like he could have got a message to Reese to say, hey, look, I have no choice, but you need to get your mom and sister, have them go another way or do something. But no, he didn't do that. And if it wasn't for the fact that they were friends and that they, their, his father was facing him um, it was it Tamlin's dad that was facing Reese in the house, or was it Reese's dad and him? It was and yeah. Reese stopped. They could have killed Tamlin, mm -hmm. but Reese stopped it. Mm -hmm. And so that right there just proves to me that Reese was the better person mm -hmm. out of the whole thing. Right? Because had it been me, I'd have been like, "Here, give me it. I'd kill him." <laughs> I don't think I would be the same. <laughs> So I'd be like, what? Uh, you killed my mom and my sister? I mean, you might not have physically you? done it, but no. he, you gave them the information that they needed in exactly. order to do it. Exactly. That is betrayal. It is betrayal. And that's, that's what he does. That's, that, that, there, there are two things in life you can never get back, or it's extremely difficult to get back. Time. Time can never be replaced, so you use your time wisely. And the second thing is trust. Mm -hmm. If you break trust, it is a, a very, very, very long process to even get an ounce of that back with most people. Right. So whether it's a book or real life, and I'm sorry. But and there's the certain things that you'll never get the trust back. And I'm sorry, but murdering people is, is there's no I, trust. There is there, no way. There's no way that you're going to come back. I, from that. I, if it happened in real life, I would have you arrested and thrown in jail. And I would sit there and make sure you went to jail or I'd kill you myself. If it was my kid. So, you know, I'm just yeah. saying. And, um, but if I was writing a book, I would make sure that and I do write that I would make sure that person had the most horrible death ever because 
to me, it's just, it's unfathomable to have someone that claims to be a friend do something so horrible that it takes loved ones away. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, not only did you put, you stabbed me in the back, but you put a dagger through my heart right. in a sense. So you've, you've done this to me and it, you can't come back from that. So, but I, I do like this book, getting back to the book. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about healing, you know, yeah, because, you know, Tamlin, uh, Tamlin needs to heal. He does. He, he needs to heal, but I don't want, I, I mean, I know some people want to see a redemption arc for him where he like, you know, comes back and, and proves that he's a good person. And I just don't think that's realistic. I think it's okay to show that he tries. But I don't think he should ever fully recover. Because, again, there's certain things that you just yeah. can't recover from, you know. And he asks, you know, do you think she'll ever forgive me? Will you ever forgive me? I don't think Reese should ever forgive And, me. you know, Reese couldn't answer that. He, well, he can't answer it for Farah. Yeah. But he, he, you know, he didn't have the heart to tell him that he wouldn't. And just another thing to show that Reese is the better person is that with magic, Reese gets this elk on the table or whatever it's on, skinned, completely, you know, butchered, as in, oh, yeah. not butchered, butchered, but like, a, a, yeah, like, like a uh, meat butcher, mm -hmm. and then stacks it up on the counter next to the stove, and then lights a fire, Puts a frying pan on, tells Tamlin not once but twice he needs to eat, and then throws a steak on there and says, you need to eat. Eat, Tamlin, mm -hmm. you know? But he didn't have to do that. No. He didn't have to do that at all. But he chose to do that because that just proves that he has compassion. Mm -hmm. There is compassion inside of Reese. He may, may never forgive Tamlin for what he did. He may have had to show like he's a badass the 50 years that everybody was locked under the mountain. Mm -hmm. But he was still trying to do what he could do to get people freed and to live. Mm -hmm. And and this was a good year for him, you know, with Freya yeah. and his family. I mean, they went through some stuff, but I mean, I mean, as far as Fair and Reese's uh, journey, I mean, this book is like. They're kind of at the, I don't want to say anyone's fully healed, but yeah. out of all the characters, they're the characters that have healed the most. Yes. And they, it is kind of like a, and that's a because, transition for them. Like, yeah. it's it's like they're ending and they're now beginning a new life. And yeah. Aaron's getting used to being a, a high fae. Mm -hmm. uh, more, you know, we found out that she actually bought property 300 years ago, and that's her little getaway, and no one knows about it but her. Right, right. And um, that's where she goes to get away from everybody and everything. And she still has a lot of, I mean, we know that there's going to have to be some stuff in the future, right? Yeah. Because she's still got Asriel. She hasn't done with, dealt with that issue. Right. So there's obviously still a lot for her. And her family. And her family. And that, yeah. that other fucked what that, uh. 
<sighs> oh, Eris. Yeah. Yes. So there's, you know, she's still got a long journey ahead. Yes. And now she's going to be traveling um, on the continent and being kind of like an ambassador. Yeah. And that's what she's going to be doing. And because um, Reese offered her that job and he, and um, I think that was his way of getting her away from mm -hmm. them so she could start the healing process. Right. Um, Cassidy. Cassian, yeah. Yeah, Cassian has um, some healing to do thanks to Nesta and what he went through with the war. Nesta has a lot of healing to do thanks to everything she went through. Going, you know, going through the quadrant, um, having to be abducted from her own home, um, losing her dad, um, almost losing Cassian. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, being in a, going from a human to a fae, not, not even really knowing how to function with that. And she was kind of, she was getting into it. And then this war broke out and then that just beat her down even more, I think. Yeah, because she was, she was struggling in the beginning, but then you could really see her take charge because right. she had a purpose she right. felt like she was doing something and again we talked about this right healing yeah in order to heal from trauma you need to feel like you have a purpose you need to be doing you need to be, and doing right. something that you feel passionately about right and she was she felt very passionately about the humans and saving the humans right and getting revenge and all of that right. so she really during the war she really was starting to heal in a sense right but because of all the tra traumatic stuff that happens to her, almost dying, yep. and Cassian, yep. and that she has a lot of trauma from her past, right? With her family, right? With her father not taking care of them, right? And then she has a lot of trauma with Feyre because she secretly feel she loathes herself, yeah, she because Feyre took care of everybody, yeah, and she's always had to rely on Feyre, right? And she has a lot of anger about that and she hates herself she, she does she hates yeah. herself and she and that's, and that's what you're seeing again right she's now ba basically back at square one again literally book one right where she's locked in the cabin right and Favor's taking care of her again because she has no purpose anymore right or she feels like she doesn't and she's living off of Reese and Favor's money yeah and Reese keeps trying to give her jobs, but she won't go do them. Mm -hmm. So she can at least earn the money, mm -hmm. but she won't go do them. Right. So. Right. And you would think that if someone's going to pay your way and they're offering you good money, and I know that he wasn't offering her something that she couldn't have done, mm -hmm. you would think she would do it. But she doesn't feel passionately about it anymore. No. She's she has spiraling no, She has downward. no purpose in life anymore. No. Nope. She has she. It's just existing day to day. Yeah, because now she lost her dad. She lost her dad without, you know, because if we go back to the scene in the war when they see the three ships approach mm -hmm. and they find out that it is their father and each ship is named after each girl. Right. And to know that and to know that he loved his daughters and you know he felt bad about not 
having it or get doing what he needed to do right. to take care of them and that and I think he even got a chance to word um word some of it when um before he passed um but it wasn't not you know Nesta really didn't get to apologize for her behavior and um all three girls I don't think were together when it took place um, because Nesta was on the field Freya was were going towards the cauldron and um or no yeah, they was, were all there well I don't and Elaine uh, well was, Elaine uh, didn't show up until she kills the king of high right but but, but they Feyre, were separated on the field, though. Yeah, but Farah was watching all of it unfold, remember? Cause yes. The, yeah, so she might have heard it, I think. Yes. But, but I don't think Elaine Elaine wasn't there until, you know, the very she, end. She, yeah. But what I'm saying it was is that it was Nesta and her dad. Right. And that guy there. Uh, the king of Hybrid. Yeah. Well, I, king of poophead, like, more like it, flip flop. But, but yeah. yeah, so when you want to say something and you don't get to say it and that person passes that weighs very heavily on you as it well does, it does and it's hard to and her, I, her, I think her father was in a way an excuse all those years too like she placed all the blame on him mm -hmm. and with him not being around anymore i mean obviously yeah what you said is absolutely 100 percent true but there's also a layer of, you know, he was supposed to be the provider. He didn't take care of us. He didn't do that. He redeems himself mm -hmm. in a way. And now that's gone. And now she has no one to blame but herself. Because she she's the oldest sister. And she should have been the one to take care of. I mean, that's what she's thinking in her mind, too. Mm -hmm. So it's she's just she's just super angry with herself. Yeah. Because her father redeemed himself mm -hmm. and basically showed that he was a better a better person than her and it's in her mind, you know. Um, and like you said, she wasn't able to Save. To get yeah. get those years back to, right. you know, to so, say what she needed to say. Right. To, yeah. Like. So and and obviously her, you know, in the next book she will be. Her journey will continue continue through and. And it'll be from her perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that book. <laughs> but. Um, this book did touch a little bit on everybody's life, it but it, it was a, a nice, uh, like a, a nice little, little package tied mm -hmm. up that for Freya and, yeah, and Reese nice. that, you know, that, okay, from this moment on, some good stuff is going to happen for them. I mean, he bought them a house to live in and told her to make it any way she wanted it. That they each could have an office mm -hmm. and that there was room for everybody to live there. Yeah. Her sisters and the, the, the whole family. And that's the inner circle and all. 
So because they are family, so to make it as big as she needed to make right. it. I mean, yeah, so. Reese and Feyre are basically their storyline is set, right? They, yeah, you know, they have this bigger house now, and they're everyone's going to be able to stay there, and Dolores is good for now, and um, you know, she's now has this art studio and she's teaching classes, so she's got her little purpose going on over yeah. there, and. Yeah. You know, and obviously, you know, Reese has still got government stuff and all that, you know, yeah. stuff going on, which, you know, because he's still the High Lord and he will be in all the other books. Right. But their story is, for the most part, set. You know, it's set. Well, it's set yeah. up. That every, set, now yeah, set then, up. Now, every now and then they'll probably chime in. Oh, yeah. Don't, and yeah, don't worry. They'll be in the uh, in the next book. Yeah. You know, they're just not going to be main characters. Yeah, I know. Um, but you know, and then you've got the other characters too that, you know, their journeys are still going on, um, yeah. that I'm, we're assuming will be talked about in the book after yeah. The Court of Silver Flames, you know, cause you have Asriel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And obviously he's, he's connected to Moore and so right. and her story is still kind of up in the air. There. Right. So, you know, he has to have kind of, uh, and he will have a lot more going on in this next book too. Um, and, then and you have Elaine and you have Lucian. Lucian. And Lucian, I think he's got a lot of stuff that's going to happen, a lot, you know, way into the future too. Now this with him and well, he's living with with Vasa and it... uh, Jurian, the the human queen, yeah. that helped them, and the one that turns into the Firebird, At and night. then Jurian, who was on the <laughs> who yeah. was the eye, who was the eye, who was the eye, but he's, in book one, yeah, in book one. <laughs> um. But he obviously helped the humans. And, yes, and uh, and and Lucian's been living with him because he had he's doesn't really. They're have any the place band to of go. misfits, I guess. Yeah, the band of exiles. Exiles, yeah. yeah. Because they're all kind of lost. Yeah. So, so I'm sure that I'm sure there'll be something. I mean, Lucian's storyline. I mean, we we know that he is the heir to the Day Court, and he doesn't know that, and that's a pretty big thing, you know. Yeah. So that's got to play out somewhere. Yeah. And whether or not he ends up with Elaine, we don't know. Right. But. Who knows? I wonder when her next book's going to come out. Well, this is the thing. Yes. So, I think by the end of this year, Crescent City 3 is coming out. Because that's what she's writing right now. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. And then she'll be writing the next book to this. Oh. So, um, but as you know, because we've talked about it, and this is a spoiler for anyone, so don't listen if you haven't read Crescent City. (laughs) But um, Crescent City is connected to A Court of Thorns and Roses. So the third Crescent City book that's coming out at the end is going to have the Akatar character, or the Court of Thorns and Roses characters in it. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's essentially you are going to get future information after the last book in that series. Mm-hmm. We don't know what exactly. We talked about it mm-hmm. because the main character from that series is now in the Night Court. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. But yes, interesting. So, but yeah, we have to wait another year for. Uh, for the next book, and we don't know whose it's going to be, but uh, it's got to. It's either going to be Asriel's, Elaine, Lucian's, or Moore's. That's my yeah. guess. 
because those are the main char- the other main characters, and all of their storylines are all kind of up. Well, in there's there. Cassian too. No, Cassian and Nesta are, are, are a team. Oh, <laughs> you look like you're gonna take a pew when you did that. <laughs> team. I mean, my guess is it's probably gonna be. I would say it's probably going to be Asriel's. That's just my guess, though. Mm. Only because he's so connected to all the characters that it would be so easy. Like, if you picked him as the main character, he's connected to Moore, and he's connected to Elaine, right? Mm-hmm. And Moore is connected to Eris, mm-hmm. and Elaine is connected to Lucian, and it's a really good way to have all those storylines either pick up or reveal mm-hmm. something in them. Mm-hmm. And then give more information in the book after that because you, you yeah. know you know what I'm saying like yeah and it really has to do with I think who Azrael ends up with which is the big question too yeah if he ends up with anyone if he does you know they, yeah. he might not end up with anyone because we know he's not going to end up with more because. That's, you know, she's made that clear. Yeah. At least to us. Well, <laughs> to us, not to him. To the readers. To the readers, not to but him. not to him. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, because depending upon who he ends up with will really determine where the story goes from there. And yeah. nobody really knows. No. It's all speculation. Knows the trouble he's seen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I have heard so many. I mean, there's fan theories where he'll end up with Elaine. Then there's theories where he's going to end up with a character named Gwyn from the the next book. Then there's a another uh, one that says he's going to end up with Eris because they both like Eris is gay and maybe Asriel. I, I don't know. Anyway, so there's there's actually that theory. Uh, oh, there's another theory that he'll end up with someone from Crescent City mm. series, mm. or he'll end up with nobody. So I mean, there's like yeah. all sorts of possibilities. Yeah. And there's actually proof for pretty much every theory out there. So it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. It is kind of hard to say. I think it's still going to be a female, though. Just I mean, which yeah, female. I think so, too. I think so, too. But, I, I mean, it would be really, really shocking. <laughs> Just, like, out of the blue, you're like, whoa, has that been going on the whole time? You know, like... uh-huh. Not the way he pines over more, though. I know. Well, I guess it could be bi. Yeah, good. It's just what people. It's it's people say it because they 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 always have they always fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every time they're together, there's they just constantly like they hate each other. <laughs> it's like sexual tension, though. I don't know. <laughs> I don't and because know. it's so left field, right? Like it's just random. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. yeah. But I don't think he's going to end up with Elaine, but I could be wrong. Could be. Could just be don't know. It's hard to tell right at this moment, you know? Yeah. But I like the fact that, um, you know, he's, he's polite to Elaine, mm-hmm. you know, and he cares enough about the inner circle that he's, He's there and he, you know, mm-hmm. still will be there for more in a heartbeat and his brothers and his mm-hmm. high lady and her sisters. So, well, maybe not Nesta. Because <laughs> right now everybody kind of hates Nesta. Yeah, right now. Oh. 
but I mean, you know, people do struggle, you know, it, it depends on what it is that a person does. I mean, if someone realizes what they're doing is wrong and they sincerely apologize and they correct themselves and then they really are adamant about correcting and mm -hmm. moving forward, that's one thing. But when they make the same fucking mistake or mm -hmm. just being the control freak, over and over and over again that it makes it really difficult to uh, keep a relationship whether it's a working relationship mm -hmm. or a friendship or you know a parent right child relationship or a marriage right when you know where one person is diligently trying everything to save it and the other person just sits there and goes oh it's all in your head i didn't do no such thing well then you should have listened to yeah. me you know you just, I, right, it doesn't right, right. work that way no, no. yeah it doesn't matter what relationship you're in yeah you know if somebody has an issue and they and they want it addressed and they need help you should never shut that person down you should always listen and and uh you know, acknowledge that you're you're listening to them. You don't have to necessarily understand, right, or even agree, right. But you have to acknowledge that they have an issue and that they need help. Yeah, and the, and they're asking, right? They're asking, to, and you know, I have a problem. I need I need someone to talk to. You know, I'm sorry I did this. Can you please like mm -hmm. listen to me? And I'm trying to understand this, but it's live in the moment. Yes. Live in your moment. Live in the moment. Yeah, so I know what's going to come up next next time. What's good? What? The image that she gives Reese when the metal box oh, goes down. Oh, yeah, goes, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, come on. If anyone hasn't figured that out, if they read this book, they are silly. <laughs> well, I mean, that you silly. kind of already know anyway because the bone carver said, but. Yeah, I know. I you just don't know when. When, I yeah. know. Yeah. That'd be so cool. And my favorite part of the book is the part with the snowball fight. <laughs> and he wins it for 199 times in a row. <laughs> That's real, yeah. Their uh, winter solstice tradition. Yes. And then they get to hang out in the sauna. Yes. Until Reese gets kicked out. <laughs> yes. Because he gets a boner. Pretty much. Because this little man is standing out of tension, they kick him out. Yeah, because Feyre is sending him and, images. Naughty <laughs> images of the table that they once did things on, where he had pie. <laughs> yeah, where he had pie, yeah. Where she fed him soup and pie. <laughs> and pie. But now you should understand my candle up there. Uh-huh. My Illyrian snowball fight. <laughs> that went flying off the shelf yeah, yeah that's weird because i guess because we're not having a snowball fight but i guess not snow. you know we need some snow i guess we'll have to go to uh duluth minnesota 
Do they have a cabin there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we're derailing. Okay. <laughs> oh my what god. What was your favorite part? What was my favorite part? Her starting to paint again. Actually, I have a several. Mm-hmm. The message her sister told her about the cake, her being the foundation, was very heart-touching. And then her starting to paint again. But then the one that she painted, what she saw in the Oris Boris, that she gave that to Reese. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, that's like really burying her soul. Even though... I don't think other people would grasp what it meant, but he got it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when someone can love someone for what's on the inside, regardless of what they look like on the outside, that just shows that they look for true beauty from within. Mm -hmm. And because that thing that when she first was seeing it when she mm-hmm. looked in the Oris Boris that it freaked her out that she was like looking all over the place in that room because mm-hmm. to her it was like not her yeah, Almost, it was yeah. not her it was kind of grotesque it was kind of scary she didn't know what to think of it um but it never hurt her you know, because she would look around and it was gone mm-hmm. because it was it was her reflection in the mirror. Right. And that that's just plus it was also a way of knowing just how strong a person could be after all mm-hmm. the crap they've been through, how strong they really can be on the inside. And even though they've been broken, they've been dead, they've come back, they've you know, been through a scary situations, um, locked in a home mm-hmm. that inner beauty still shined through, mm-hmm. compassion still shined through, you know, that, that got me. And there's, yeah. the, and there's the one other part when she opened up the, uh, school at the end that it, when she told everyone that it was free. And the part where they go into the weaver shop, that part was really that yeah about that as the well. tapestry, the boy yes. tapestry, and then the silver, the meaning yeah, the of that. And my name's Jen, and it means silver. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, that part was oh. really uh, about how the weaver. Uh, that is. Husband died, and she didn't have any way of. Yeah, but if she didn't get she, up and do that, and that once she mastered. The void then she had to master hope which was the silver yeah. and that's what kept her going i thought that was also beautiful yeah so but you you got to see strength and I, to me this book is like a tribute to women because even though the men ha- had things they suffered and they you know they talked about it they spoke about it you know even Tamlin had it but still look at the women mm-hmm. that suffered or still is suffering mm-hmm. you know you have Thera and her sisters they lost their dad they lost their mom 
um, the sisters lost Nesta because Nesta stays um, in that Farah feels like she's lost so many people because she is the high lady of the one court, but yet, you know, they take care of Valeris. Um, then you have the lady in the shop that lost her husband. She had to find the strength and the will to go on. You have more whose story, um, of what happened was spoken and how she had to find the strength. And even though she stands before a part in this book, before her father and the guy that she was supposedly married, which I'm glad she didn't, you know, she didn't let them see that they got to her anymore. Mm -hmm. She had the strength to do that. You see Elaine becoming stronger. Mm -hmm. um, and even Amnon. Yeah, and even Amran. I mean, Amran is no longer who she was anymore. No, she's now just a fae. Just a fae, and she's learning to become a fae and learning how to use the bathroom as a fae. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's learning to love. She's able to yeah. love someone. Mm -hmm. She's able to be able to be loved and love someone on a deeper, more intimacy level than just, oh, yeah, you, you're my family type thing. Mm -hmm and hugs and stuff, mm -hmm. there's more there because she really couldn't do that as the angel, mm -hmm. you know? So there's that, but there's more women in this book showing mm -hmm. strength, um, going through the emotions of strength, um, in a way honoring one another mm -hmm. in a sense that um, it's very empowerment, very powerful. Yeah. And, um, and we'll probably see more. Actually, I think the the fifth book is the most empowering of yeah. all the books. I, I, and I and think, the most and the most badass, actually. I, I think this gears you. This this helps close the door on some. Where this gonna open up because you've read it and I haven't. Where that one will probably open up, like yank the scars off of the wounds to mm -hmm. get deeper. And then see where it where it really starts to heal for those who haven't gone right, right. through that mm -hmm. that function yet. Mm -hmm. But no, I and then that one little girl that lost her parents and she painted that one thing right. and they right. said that she wants to keep it and hang it in her own office. And even the the artists. The women artists. Yes, the women artists. That lost their their their, uh, their studios. Yes. Um, and they're now, you know, they've moved on and they're living with their families, like, outside of Alaris, you know, and they're, yeah. you know, by the coast and stuff. And, I mean, that's also kind of a, a showing of strength and healing in that Yes. Too. And the women that get together once a week mm -hmm. to paint um, or sculpt or whatever it is that they do. So, you know, the, it, there's a lot of different women in this book that are showing strength and growth uh, of, of going through a healing process. Right. So I just think that is pretty damn cool. Mm -hmm. So, out of all the books, though, this is my favorite celebration, because to me that's what it is, uh -huh. is it? A celebration of strength and love uh -huh. and you know life um 
They're also different. <laughs> they are also different, but I want I want to say that the the book before this was actually probably my favorite out of the. I know you like chapter fifty five and the other. Well, one. I mean, I no, I love chapter fifty four. Chapter four is my favorite because that's the chapter that Reese tells her about everything that happened in book one. Yes. Right. So. But yes, I like book two, but. And I would say book three, which is the one that you mentioned, yeah. is my next favorite book. Yeah. So I, to me, it's three and then two. One is the best fairy tale that, because that's what it is, is a fairy tale. It, it's, it, it's, it's like, here, I'm going to tell you a story. It's almost like a prequel. Yeah. A it's like, yeah. you know, it's here, I'm going to tell you a story. Now it's up to you to see if the story is true, if it's a fairy tale, if it's like, it's, it kind of prepares you. It's and a mystery in a way. Yes. And then here's number two. Now tell me what you really think. Right. You know, right. what did you think of one? And then, you know, this is now how it's, you see every, from the end of that, at the end of book one and the beginning of book two, I think could probably have been its own book. <laughs> and it is jarring. Yes. Like, because book, the beginning of book two is very depressing. Yeah, it is. Um, and it, you know, you, you're kind of like, whoa, because book one is so fairy tale-ish, right? right? And at the end, it's like, oh, I'm going to live happily ever after. Well, you know? yeah. Or it gives you that implied right. feeling, even though there are little hints of, okay, Faber's not doing well. Right. It's kind of like on the back burner. Right. And you know that, you know, her and Reese have, they kind of like mend things a little bit at the end. Yeah. But it still gives you that, like, they're going to go off into the sunset and live happily ever after. And then you start book two, and it's like reality. Right. And you're so not used to that because you spent the entire first book living in a fairy tale. Right. You didn't have that as much. I warned you so much about yes, it. Yes, you did. And the only reason I did that is because, you know, dealing with people online and seeing so many people that, and, and even me, you know, mm. when I first read it, I didn't know what I was getting into when I read it. And it's just... It, you know, it takes you a while because it's so like, what the hell is happening? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to remember because like when they come back to Springport is either end of book one or the beginning of book they, two. They are like heading off at the end. Yeah. Towards the Springport. And, and that's, yeah. yeah like and they're, they're heading like, off into the it's like, oh, they're so grateful to be home. And, yeah. and then you, you learn of Calamay and no, that was the first one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. And, and um, but you, 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 that's when you start seeing the depression. Right. But it, that's where. Because she's yeah. starting to be, you know, he doesn't want her to go outside. He doesn't want her to go anywhere. He doesn't really tell her why. Um, instead of being honest with her, well, I don't want you to leave the house because somebody might want to try to take you for themselves mm -hmm. because you now have every high lord's power. And they may want to breed with you and stuff. They he never he probably knew that and never wanted to say anything. Mm -hmm. It took Reese coming mm -hmm. and saying something to them to, about right. her thinking that um, she wasn't there. Is that the right? I'm trying to think. Oh, my stomach is not happy. I had a sub. 
<laughs> I don't normally eat carbs like that, and that's it's not sitting well. <laughs> but we, I'm hungry. Aww. <laughs> um, and I wanted spinach. <laughs> but um, it, it's just like he begged Reese not to tell anyone that. I guess she was there. It was that book. That's book one. That That's was the part one. I was talking okay, about the other day. Because two, when he came back and said, you know, they're looking, there, there's been rumors of people looking for her. You should send her off. And then he sends her to go visit her family. That's book one. That is book one, too? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, see? That's, it's so, yes. been so, so long. Well, yeah, but, that's, but see, when you read, and that's the thing, too, like, book one is one of those things where you have to reread it after you've read at least book two, but obviously the series. Right. right. Because you, when you read book one for the first time, you're, you don't understand what's actually happening. Right. So. And I, now I can put yeah. parts of book one in the two's you, area yeah. and three's areas. Like, okay, now this is why they wanted her to go right. back there. Be or this yes, is because, why this one was killed. Or this is why. Right. Because, so remember, during so Reese, um, after Calanmay, right? Mm -hmm. Because remember, he 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 knows Feyre, right? He does. I mean, he doesn't know her. He doesn't know her name, but he's been getting glimpses of her, right? right? And he's been living under the mountain, right? But at, when he meets her at Calanmay, right? That's mm -hmm. the first time. But then later, mm -hmm. he goes to the manor or the estate. Mm -hmm. And that's the scene I was telling you about the other day. Right. Where they're, Lucian and Tamlin and her are having food. They're having a meal. And they cloak her. And all of a sudden, Reese just shows up unexpectedly. And they're like, oh, crap. And they and they kind of, like, hide her off. Uh, and uh, Lucian stands in front of her. Mm -hmm. And they glamour her so she's invisible. And he, you know, he, he comes in because he's he's there, you know, because of Amaranth. Right, right, sense. right. Because that's the only reason why he would walk in the house in right. book one. Um, and he's there basically to check because the curse is supposed to be broken. It's getting close to the end time and she's getting right. really nervous about it. Right. And so he's there to just kind of check and see what's up. And then eventually he realizes that somebody's there. He doesn't know who because he sees the place setting, her empty, uh, the, that she's not sitting there. Right. And then he realizes that she's being glamoured and then, you know, he removes the glamour and all that. And and then when he notices that it's her, mm -hmm. that's when he he starts to scare Tamlin, right? Because he wants Tamlin to get her out of there immediately. Right. So that's why he's like it starts getting really threatening and like right. Um, and then he asks what her name is and that sort of thing. And that's why the next day he sends her back to live with her family. Yeah, but but there's in in book two in book two though. They're worried about other high lords sending yes. people out to get her because of, if they find out. I guess she used her power. Oh, it's when she shielded herself against. Is that book two? It's book two, but she never, when she's living with Tamlin, she never really uses her power. power. She doesn't know no. how to use it. No. And Tamlin refuses to, to let her do anything with it because he right. doesn't, he says that he that he doesn't want her to, to use it because he doesn't want anyone to find out about it. But Reese's, uh, he's the opposite opinion, right? Where right. he's like, so they're going to find out about it. Right. You can't, you can't just live forever 
you know, hundreds, hundreds of years and hide it. But, I, but I thought she actually shielded herself in that. Oh, oh yes, yes, she did. And, and that's, that's when he realized she couldn't leave the house no more. I thought that was no, before. No, no, no. Been, he was like that from the beginning. Well, I know, but she yeah. really couldn't leave, like, go oh, anywhere, no. even go outside. He oh, I mean, yeah, he would get scared and then he, yeah. would, he would get worse. Or he would. Yes. But he would, yeah, he was, I mean, he was always like that. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, and then of course, well, he just wasn't telling her stuff to begin with. Yeah, well, he's fucked twat. But the thing is, is that you know, some people are like, "Oh, well, you know, I don't see any evidence that he's like that in the first book." And and the truth of the matter is, is that he is. He is. It's it's Go just back you're and not. Read it again. It's just you're not looking. You know, you're not looking at the first book with the right eyes. It's it's, it's like I've told you, and I don't have no problem saying this. Um, I'm saying it from a psychological standpoint. You either do not pick up on it because you do not know the red flags or you do not pick up on it because you are living with someone who is treating you that way and you do not know the red flags. Right. So. Right. right. Because, yeah, I mean, he he was always aggressive. Yes. I mean, yes, they never got into a fight like he does in, in the second one. Right. But again, you have to remember that he's trying to break this curse. Right. So he's he shows that he's he's got temper and anger problems. He destroys he's, yeah, rooms. He, he, he's aggressive. Yes. Um, he doesn't tell. He never says really anything about himself. Favor never really gets to see the court at all. No. Nope. He but, tells her what to wear. Mm-hmm. How to look. Um, the only nice thing he really done to her was, or done for her, was to buy enough art supplies and stuff and let her have a room to actually have a small studio in the house. Mm -hmm. That was the only nice thing you do. But as a narcissist, you do nice things when you feel like you're losing control over someone. Or to get control. Or to even get a stronger hold right. on Right, because yeah. uh, love bombing is basically where you want the person to rely on you. Yes. Um, they don't realize that they're doing it. It's not like it's intentional. But they they want the person to just feel like, like they're the only person in the world, essentially. Right? That will do so, anything for you. Right. So they try to give you everything that you need. Right. And that's what he does. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he, he gives her the paint supplies, you know, he gives her access to the library, he takes her to the, the starlight pool, you know, he, you know, takes her to see the will-o'-the-wisps and, you know, I mean, he, there's these things that, I mean, he's not an evil person. I mean, he does right. these nice things, but again, he's, he's doing all the, it's hard to say that he's doing it out of the kindness of his heart because he has a curse. Right. And she doesn't know about the curse, and she can't know about the curse because that's part of the curse. Right. You know, so it's just... And he has a very short time to get her to fall in love with him. It's coming upon 50 years. They have to have it broken by the 50th, the, the day of the 50th year, or they're stuck like that for the rest of their lives. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to say lovey, lovey. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the... Cute little book here. Yes, it's cute. gonna be probably a couple of months before we get to the next one because they don't have it out yet. Yeah, and it is the largest book. Yeah, so it might it probably won't be till the end of April, maybe. So we're gonna try to find some other book to fill in here somewhere, hopefully. So we'll let you know, but if not, we'll still have plenty of podcasts. <laughs> so.
until next time, you guys, please take care. Thank you for uh, watching. Um, like, share, leave a comment. Um, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us anywhere at our show. Or no. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> anyway, you can find us anywhere on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook at Eclectic Soul Podcast. Mm -hmm. So until next time, take care. Blessed be. Bye. Bye.